Welcome, welcome, welcome to the second episode of the Art in a Line podcast. I am your host, Kunle Janaku, and I'm joined by my innovative host, Adrian Hamedi. Once again, it's truly a pleasure to be here with you all today. It's our second episode of the pod. Bigger and better things to come. Yes, sir. LV. LV. So, Louis Vuitton is something we've been wanting to discuss. Um, it's something that we've had on this topic list for a while. Yes. Um, it's kind of like shifted and changed in terms of what we wanted to talk about. But mm-hmm. one of the things that we wanted to address is the fact that Louis Vuitton's conglomerate, um, LVMH, it's, it's a multinational corporation. It's a conglomerate that owns a bunch of luxury brands out of Paris. Um, and they just keep snatching up brands. Yeah. So... What we wanted to talk about was, is, is it good for fashion? You know, Bernard Arnault, who is a French billionaire, um, I think one of the richest people in the world now, uh, I think he's worth- Has that. to be. He's 113 billion. Yeah. That's what he's worth. So he's probably top five. You know, they're, they're scooping up brands. So the predecessors of the brand, um, LV obviously being Louis Vuitton, M being Moet, mm-hmm. and H being Hennessy, which are obviously both big alcohol brands. Uh, just buying out companies and like, what, what does this mean? So they're buying wine and spirit companies, which that's cool. We're not really talking about that, but you know, one that's big in, in that conglomerate is they own Don Perignon and, um, Moet and then Verve Clico, which are big companies. Wait, see, I didn't know they owned, that's crazy. They own all of them, all of them and Belvedere too. So, but we're, we're talking mostly about, you know, fashion and leather goods where, you know, they own Berletti, Celine. Mm. Emilio Pucci, Christian Dior, Fendi, Fenty, um, which is a fashion house founded by Rihanna. I don't know how much they own. They're under the brand of LVMH, but I'm yeah. not sure what their splits are. Mm-hmm. Givenchy, Kenzo, Louis Vuitton, obviously. Mark Jacobs, who sold his brand a while ago. I think he does, still does some creative control, though. Yeah. And Remoa, which is that um, big uh, luxury manufacturer. Which who, who's been doing collaborations with you know Supreme and Dior, uh-huh. which now we kind of understand why they're doing those. Uh, to me, it's nuts that I don't know how they differentiate themselves. You know, that's the, that's what I want to talk about. It's like how what's happening with fashion if if every fashion brand's owned by one company exactly, and then does it, does it push the little guy out? You know, there's a lot of um, individually owned fashion brands. Um, you know, like Philip Plant exactly. and like other ones and Amiri mm-hmm. where it's like, and even Amiri and other ones, they sometimes have portions of their company owned by other exactly. bigger brands and they own watch brands as well. Just the final list, like Hublot, Tag, Zenith and that they also own. Um, they own luxury yacht companies and bicycles, as bicycles, Pinarellos. I don't know what that bike brand is, but it's an Italian brand, but what I'm saying is like they're really accumulating a lot. I don't think it's good. Yeah, I don't think it's good either. You know, because if you have, you know, one giant, right, with all these individuals underneath them. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they're going to make the final decision on what needs to be done. Right. Yeah. Yes, of course, these smaller brands have their say when it comes to specifics. But LVMH, they will make the final call. Yeah. And I 
don't think it's good for fashion because yeah. fashion, as we do know, is all about individuality, right? Yeah. We, you want to be able to express yourself in a different way because if we were all dressed in the same, what would it be? It wouldn't be fashion. It, it would, would be not nothing. be fashion, yeah. right? Just be standardization of yeah. clothing at that point. It'd be like uniforms. Uniforms. Yeah. Take me back to my private school. Yeah, days. Goodness it. gracious. But yeah, exactly. like that's what it would be. And to me, having LVMH really take control of all these brands is, yeah, it's great for them, but, and it's giving all these other brands more money and more chance, more opportunity, but I think they need to be broken up. Yeah. Or at least we hope to know that the creative control is still within that brand. Like maybe they're, they're running the money, but they're giving Dior a chance to, and Dior might be one that's fine in this. The bigger, one of the bigger ones. Bigger ones. And they have, um, big names in the brand yeah and they're able to uh grow the brand still without need of help yeah but it's like the middle tier owned ones like kenzo for example those are the ones where i'm like are they really making any full input and giving their expression are they too afraid to speak to the top dogs and say hey we want to do this yeah like celine yeah kenzo mark jacobs at some point was really big yeah you know and it's like I'm telling you right now, if I had a brand under LVMH and I knew for a fact that they were backing me 110% and you take your foot off the gas sometimes, you're going to take your foot off the gas and you're going to sit there and say, why ruffle these feathers? Yeah. Why even think about doing it? Because I know I can consistently have this brand and they are backing me. Yeah. Would I want myself to do that? Would I want to speak up? Of course. Right. Of course I would. But yeah. It's tough in a business situation like that. To to be creative and be all the way nuts. Exactly. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough in something like that. So, And I wonder if someone's looked at like the crossover too. Like does Givenchy's clothes start looking like Dior's? Like that kind of sucks if they do. Givenchy, I mean, you know, we came up with the the shoe that looks like socks that they want to talk about war and stuff. And... Now every brand does it. Every brand. But that's, you know, and we'll, we'll have a conversation eventually about knockoffs oh, and like fast man. fashion and stuff. And that's something, I, that's a that's a next episode topic um, yeah. about fashion and how there's not really a regulator on being able to completely copy off of somebody. Yeah, completely. Which is odd to me. Like Steve Madden copying a lot of shoes. Yes. Exactly. It, it blows my mind. Like the music industry obviously a little bit different, but you can't just, yeah. you know, copy someone's song, right? Yeah. Why is there not I mean, something? People have sued. People have sued, right? Marvin Gaye sued. Uh, exactly, right? Pharrell and Robin Thicke. For, Thick. for um, Blurred Lines. Yeah. Right? So, like, to me, something needs to be like that in fashion. So, we're not just replicating yeah. all the time. Right? I mean, companies like Fashion Nova and some other brands would, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Even Zara sometimes. Zara will have some things in there yeah. um, that I'm looking at and I'm like, I know for a fact Dior had this and you're just, you're making it, but it's a downgrade, which is good because someone who can't afford Dior. It gives great access, yeah. Great access, right? To these individuals that can't afford it, but. As long as it's not too close. Yeah, as long as it's not too close, but sometimes it's almost the exact same replica without like a stripe on it. And you're like, come on. Yeah. Put some more effort. Yeah. We need more effort. It's like an effort and it's also like a, it's an effort, but it's also like a creativity thing. It is a creativity thing. Like fast fashion, they're just trying to release as much as they can. And yeah. Zara's created another type of situation where they don't keep things for too long. No. So it's not like H&M where they have the same t-shirt season after season. Mm-hmm. Zara, put a design out, release like 
it'll go on sale or it won't yep. or it'll sell out and mm-hmm. then they're done with it. You'll never see it again. That's what kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say it bugs me out, but when it comes to fast fashion, you know, I get it. It's fast fashion. And the, the title itself tells yeah. you that like, this is not meant for you to be, to have as a timepiece in your wardrobe yeah. for 15 years. Yeah. I have it 10 years. Yeah, exactly. 10 Even years. Five years. <laughs> With now, some of yeah, these washes, you know, like, now, now you wash it like twice. Like, yeah, you're like, I'm not wearing that again, you know? know? And that's what upsets it's my me. my new sleep shirt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what upsets me because I want to, yeah. if I'm going to buy a, a piece, I want to make sure that piece lasts me a very long time. Yeah. Right? I don't. But that's your priority. That's my priority, yeah. right? And I think some everyone's different. Yeah. Some people go in there and just like, I just need a shirt for tonight. Let me get it real quick. Yeah. I don't think that way. I think yeah. to myself, I'm not going to buy that shirt unless I know, one, I can piece it with, honestly, something. all my outfits or something, and that is going to last more than three or four years, Yeah, right? Quality, the stitch, everything, yeah. that's so important. Yeah. And I do think the average customer needs to look more into that because, yes, you're getting it at a cheaper rate, but how many of those are you buying over yeah. those three years or four years? A lot. A lot. A lot of Zara t-shirts. Yes. Like, you see what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, damn, I can't wear this shirt anymore. <laughs> let me go. Let me go pick up another one yeah. real quick. Right. They'll have it on sale. You know, they have a pack of three for like whatever. Right. Yeah. But I just think that fashion in general, people need to look more into that. You know, yeah. Look more into the quality of the clothes. And even like ones said, that don't care too much about fashion, if they wore like, true. you know, you got a nice t-shirt, like it's going to last you. Yeah. If you really wear it well, take oh, care of it. Like, a brand, this is kind of off topic, but um, All Saints, uh, not yeah. sure. Yeah. If you're familiar with it, but like I, every piece I've bought from All Saints. Yeah, right oh, I didn't even realize you're wearing that. Right yeah. Now. That's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it though. Yeah. Every piece I've bought from All oh. Saints lasts me oh, at yeah. least four years. It's so soft. And it's, it's soft. Crazy. The quality, they, they know what they're doing over there. So shout out to All Saints. You want to yeah, sponsor the right. pod? Let us yeah, know. Yeah. Let us know, man. <laughs> we'll, let you, we'll let you sponsor one of the yeah, uh, fashion segments. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. So, but yeah. So the conglomerate is a good, so we agree it's bad for fashion. Yeah. It's probably bad. And, and, you know, the more breakup we have, the more individuality there is, mm-hmm. the better it is for fashion. Yeah. It's a worry. But look, it's a worry for every industry. We have the same problem You're in right. dentistry with big companies. We have the same oh, problem. Man. I can't wait to get into that in here in a oh, couple episodes. We will. Yeah, we will. Goodness gracious. Corporate versus private practice orthodontically and yeah. dentistry, man. It's we'll get a completely into it. different ballgame. Yeah. And then the, you know, in every industry, even like, you know, things coming together. Yeah. And, you know, you can find everything at Target or Walmart. Mm-hmm. Like, where else do you really need to go? Truly. Truly. Those two places that everything, electronics, like, do you really need to go to Best Buy? No. Let's don't. say you don't buy it on Amazon. Yeah, for then real. Then we're playing, you know, there's That's like a layers. whole other story, levels, right? levels. I mean, think about it now. Like, I don't, it's sad, but like, I, I get everything that I need for the most part on Amazon. Yeah. Right. That's decreasing, in my opinion, quality of life because you're not getting out interacting with yeah. the people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You go to Target, you go to Walmart, you go to whatever. You still have those interactions with people, which I think is very important. Yeah. Not only for growth, but just in general. And I want it fast. It's weird. I know. And if it's not prime, it's, I'm pissed. Yeah. You I'm know? like, maybe I should go find it. Yes, you know? exactly. It's like, you know, you almost want to call it's out sickening, Bezos man. himself. Man, why is this not on Prime? Yeah, What's your deal, yeah, bro? Yeah, you know? know, so that's something that is, is unique. And as you mentioned, it's in the, every industry. Yeah. We, we're dealing with it right now. Um, big company takeover. Big over. company takeover to the fullest. And I don't think it's good. Yeah. Restaurants too. Restaurants. Mom and pop. We want mom and pop restaurants. Yeah. Some of the best restaurants of food wise I've had have been the mom and pop restaurants in LA. Yeah. And 
they're family all disappearing. Owned. Yeah, they're disappearing. they're disappearing, unfortunately. But family owned, you go in, they'll fully take care of you. Yeah. Right? They'll make sure that experience is the best. Yeah. Because that's theirs. And some bigger companies do really well with the hospitality part, you yeah. know, like Chick fil A and they're in and out. True. They do really well with their employees and training yeah. them and making sure that they take care of the customer. So it's not so much that part. It's just that, like, yeah. They, I need a balance. True. You know, when I'm on a road trip, it's nice to get an in and out on the way because it's like, yeah, I know it's a consistent product. Consistent product. I'm not gonna get sick. Maybe. Relatively fast. I know. Get in. Yeah. Get out. I don't know. I don't have to worry about like, is it gonna bother my stomach? True. Am I gonna be chilling? So that's I'm good on a road point. trip. I want to. I want something consistent. Yeah. Even McDonald's, like, it's it's somewhat consistent. Yeah. In and out is really consistent though. Bro, I can't. Chick fil A. I can't eat that stuff. McDonald's. I can't. Oh, McDonald's, I know. It's, yeah. Yeah. Me even, honestly, even Chick-fil-A at this point. I don't know. Oh, Chick-fil-A. And, tell, and give, give me wrong. I love Chick-fil-A. I think it's amazing. It's amazing. Man. But, but uh, yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying. The nutrition aspect. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. That stuff. It's, it's terrible. killer. But I'm saying you're on a road trip. Yeah. You're getting that on the way. Mm-hmm. Versus you're in the city. You're hanging out. You're mm-hmm. living in LA. You're living wherever. Yeah. You want to, you know, you want to mix it up with some pop, mom and pop. You do. You know, there's, you, a, there's a burger place I go to in Huntington Beach um the pocket pocket burger shout out to pocket burger yeah um great burgers really family owned um they take care of it's you it's amazing yeah food's great it's that goes like, that stuff goes a long way it does right it very, does a very long way you don't when i go into a let's say like a bj's for instance restaurant yeah. okay i'm gonna go in there i'm gonna sit down the waiter or waitress is gonna kind of look me in the eye but not really she's yeah. just trying to get in get out yeah right she give my bazooki, you, you know? yeah give my bazooki <laughs> <laughs> right like they're yeah. just trying to make sure we get this patron in and, and get out. them out yeah. for the next one okay like i want i want the experience i want yeah. the full experience that's what i need cheesecake's the same cheesecake's the same all these bigger i don't yeah. i don't want that yeah I no i agree with you i can't have that some of the luxury ones are better but even those, like you go to a Nobu, you go mm-hmm. to a you know a nicer restaurant that has is a somewhat of a chain. If you count Nobu as a chain, quote yeah. unquote, I mean they have more than like two or three locations. Yeah, I mean as you mentioned, like it does become like it's that. all about to me the store experience, right? Yeah, you want to be able to walk into a store and feel like they invited you there. Yeah. Versus, okay, I need to go in there, get what I need, and get out of here. Yeah. Okay. I want to know that I'm being wanted when I come into a store. Yeah. Okay. And that store experience could be the greeter at the store. That could be the lighting at yeah. the store. That could be the tones, the colors, right? I how think, the clothing's organized. How the clothing's organized. I think Target actually does a very good job about this. Mm-hmm. Is when you walk in, the design, it's bright. You know, it feels clean. It feels fresh. Yeah. Right. I yeah. want that experience and I want to be able to walk in and say, hey, this is where I want to be versus yeah, I got to get in and get out real quick. Yeah. Right? Whole Foods is the same. Whole Foods is the same. I yeah. spend too much money at Whole yeah, Foods. Yeah, me too. But honestly, I think it's worth it. Yeah. Because when I leave Whole Foods, even I, though I- You, you spent 200 no matter what? Probably more. But yeah. even though I spent more than that, I feel good. You yeah. know? And I think and it's, it's about it's, it. It's an organization thing too. Yes. Like I recently had this conversation where um, we, you know, me and my wife, we went to like, there and then we went to albertson's oh man and drastic we man drastic it's, it's some of these albertson's you feel like are, you're in a different world some of these albertson's are so poorly organized <laughs> man but the, the, i mean beyond okay let's just say the aisles look nice let's just say the floor looks okay yeah like th- this is like let's making an assumption say, yeah let's make an assumption this is you know in a nice city um it, it's 
the the organization of the aisles, the weight, like they put the most random stuff at I'll the just, counter. Just throw it in there, I'm man. just like, you really want me to buy this at the counter? <laughs> yes. Like I'm trying to check out and you're putting like balloons. Like they, they don't understand the impulse buy, right? And yeah. The impulse buy is obviously at the counter, right? We're about to check yeah. out. We want, you want to put things there that people are just like, oh yeah, I definitely need that. Yeah. But if you put the most random aspects, like what are you doing? You're not even helping yourself. There's like seaweed, like yeah. packets, like. I'm like, like not gonna be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I really I want these. seaweed. Yeah. Let me get up, see, let me get seaweed real quick. No, that's but not Whole what it Foods is. knows how to like. They do it. Yeah. Right when you walk in, like it's it's a comfortable feeling. Yeah. Right. Um, Erwan, I haven't really spent much time in Erwan personally. I haven't either. Um, maybe twice, but I think it's a new thing here. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's expensive, obviously, um, but I will tell you when I walked into that store, it felt good. Amazon Fresh is a newer. Really? Yeah, they have a. They just opened their first store in Woodland Hills, I think, and at least on the West Coast. Yeah. But theirs is they're trying to do like the contactless vibes. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's a cheaper Whole Foods too. And cheaper Whole Foods. Yeah. And that's and that's when you think about it, like with Louis Vuitton, right? We know they're opening a, a LV store to separate themselves, right? Are they really doing it? Are they opening a cafe restaurant in yeah. Osaka, Japan? Is that a good move? I don't know. They're so this is the part of that store experience thing we're talking about. Like yeah. what are we looking for, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're trying to become more of like a department store mm. or if they just want to add a, a, an experience at some of their stores. That's that's scary because I wouldn't want them to become your Nordstrom. Yeah. Right. Bloomingdale's. Bloomingdale's. I like those. I like those. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But we go back to individuality and creativity. Yeah. Once you do that, I think you open Pandora's box, man. I, yeah. I think they just, they jump in and they try and take over that realm. Yeah. I don't think it's good. And if the cafe is nasty, then it yes. like kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth. Puts a bad taste. Everything has to be on point. It has Especially to when coming from LV. In Osaka, I'm sure in Japan, yeah. it's going to be on point. They do what they do there. In the US, I don't know. Oh man, that'd be tough. You you know. have to have you have to have people on board, fully committed to it, nonstop. And it's, and it's uh, I mean, you understand this too. When you have crossover of industries, yeah, the way a restaurant is run and the way a, a restaurant experience is run and a store experience oh, is man, different. So it's like I don't know how they're gonna cross over with that stuff. And yeah, is it worth it for them financially <laughs> to like hire? They're gonna put in a lot of work. You know, if they do it, I mean, I, if they collabo. Like Wolfgang or something, like maybe because Wolfgang probably already has all the systems. They probably already had the systems, but yeah. I don't think Wolfgang was going to look at it as all right. We need to make sure everything is tip top shape as LV would be. I agree. Wolfgang I agree. is thinking, all right, whatever, like collab with us, but we're we're doing food over here. Okay? Yeah. At yeah, the end yeah, of the yeah. day, like we're gonna get you pizzas. Yeah, but. we'll get you pizzas real quick for you. But at the end of the day, LV is gonna want they want to truly have that experience where you walk in, right? You you know for a fact you want to be there. Yeah. Okay. And that's how it should be. Yeah. That's how it should be. It's gonna be interesting what what they're trying to get out of this. I I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it, right? And I actually do hope they open one here in the states because I, I want to experience it. Yeah. We may have to travel to you know Osaka to, to see it <laughs> to for see now. it in particular. All right. Because um, they've been trying different things. You know they tried trying. they had a. Last year I think they had a temporary museum in uh, oh, Beverly yes, Hills. You remember true. that? And then you went to that. I went to that. It was amazing. Um, they also had the the store with Virgil's displays yeah, yeah. there. Um, their stores, I think, the biggest on Rodeo. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're they're trying different things. They're trying. I respect it. I res- I respect the attempts, right? Yeah. But just keep the culture. 
That's all I ask. So what about their store experience, dude? Like, you've been in there. <sighs> so let's give LV and then let's go to like other ones. Like there are certain L- things I really like about H&M's, even though H&M's are really yeah. a cheaper brand, mm-hmm. which like we talked about, you have to have a healthy balance yeah. of those brands. You can't just buy everything LV. You'll I go, guess. You'll go broke pretty quickly. Unless you, you mentioned like you like the H&M and I, I like yeah. H&M clothing. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I'm a big organizational guy. So if I walk into a store. That's what I'm saying. Store experience. And there is, I mean, <laughs> there is countertop on countertop on clothes everywhere. And obviously this, this is due to the, the workers. They need to be folding the clothes pretty consistently. Yeah. And that's tough. And like, I get that job. It's not easy, but that goes a long way. Right. I want to walk in and have specific pockets of yeah. this is what this is. This is what that is. I'm not trying to rack my brain when I go in there. But give wanna... me something you'd like. Oof. About H&M or LV? I know there's one, th- no H&M. I think there's one thing you like that you're not thinking about. What? Lighting. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay, so, so H&M lighting, lighting, is good. lighting is good compared to other. It's really clear. Other. I can it's, see everything. It's very, very clear. You walk in there and you can see everything. It's pristine. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's not. You're right. It's not always. All the clothes aren't always folded. No. And, and that it's made me be kind too of a mess. picky. To be honest. No, I don't think so. I think you see. I mean, you've been at Zara sale. Like yeah, it looks like a zoo in there. Is that a, like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I say this because like I'm one of the biggest thrift shoppers right like i love thrift, but thrift shopping is different though you expect that this is True. a brand selling brand new clothing very good point i know in my head when i go thrift shop you're going to have to go through pounds of clothes yeah, yeah. right just because you want to find that one item right yeah. that no one else has or yeah. they did have and rock it the 90s charlotte hornets purple jacket you know like you're yes, looking for it that's, you know? that's so yeah. perfect that's what you want to find and you're right i am expecting that yeah and i think if i'm expecting that i'm like all right i'm cool with it but if i go into an h&m Mazar and there's clothes brand new clothing brand new clothing so it's like on the on floor, the floor. <laughs> i'm like what are we doing here who's the, where's the manager yeah like what right? is like what's, what's what are you guys doing so i think they do well with the lighting they you do, know and just like target you said we talked about the lighting lighting yeah. is I mean, come on, look at look at Instagram, right? Like lighting is everything. All right, so let's talk about the, you know, all these stores you go to and you want to buy your clothes and the fitting room. Yeah. The fitting room for me is, it's it's such a hit or miss because sometimes you walk into the fitting room and like I mentioned, we all talk about lighting, right? Lighting is very important. Um, the How big the fitting room is, how large that mirror is. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to see the clothes that you're trying to sell me. Yeah. If I walk into the fitting room, and that fitting room is only, okay, so I'm 6'2". So if that fitting room is only showing me from bottom of my chest down, <laughs> I don't see the whole fit. Yeah. I have to see what's- You can't what see the, your own face. No, I can't I see can't my <laughs> face with it, right? I have to see. So if I'm, if I got to scrunch down and take a look at the fit, it's, that's part of the experience as well. So a lot of effort needs to be put into that. And, and don't cram me into a fitting room. Like don't, yeah. don't. Don't make the fitting room so small because you're trying to get more people in that once you get in the fitting room, you can't even move around. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's be really important. To. Or even how easy it is to get access to someone while you're in the fitting room. That's yeah. part of the store experience. Yes. Right. So like you're like, hey, can I get a medium? Or you're like walking up by yourself wearing the jeans in a bigger size. Dude, that's the most uncomfortable thing. You're like, let me just grab this. <laughs> it's the most you're uncomfortable. Like, they're going to think I'm stealing this thing. But like, I, I really always, just. <laughs> I always think that because like they're not back there. I need a size bigger. I walk out, they're looking at me weird, like, what's this guy doing wearing our clothes in the store, walking around like he owns a place? Yeah. But I'm just trying to get a bigger size. Yeah. 
I don't want to take it all, put my old pants on, that's go back. Crazy out. talk. Like yeah. that, I got things to do in the day. Yeah. Right? No. So like the fitting room becomes an important component of it. Extremely important. Also, like I know this is like weird too, depending on if you're in a mall or not. But yeah. like the restroom locations, like yeah. these are things. That's a more of a mall design problem rather than a store design. Yeah. Um, but that's important too. Yeah. With department stores, we're like running around trying to find a bathroom. Like, yeah, that's rough. And it's like near a fitting room and then like kind of stinks around the fitting room. It's like there's so many parts of the patient. The again, store. The I mean, layout. The layout. The layout is so important. Like all of that is so important. But you the fitting need... room is a good topic. I yeah. think that's a, that's something that a lot of people don't talk about or how easy it is to get a fitting room. Yes. Have you been uh, like department stores have a problem with this? Mm. You're like in a department. They're like, oh, I'm not in this department. Like, that's why are worst. you here? That's the worst. Like, why are you standing here? I'm like, please, like, let's help us out a can little bit. Can you get bit. me someone in men's jeans, please? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to try on these five jeans. Yes, like, exactly. Like, can you get someone? <laughs> please like, help us out a little bit. And like the fitting rooms itself, you know, we we talk about specifics, the lighting and how big it is, the mirror in there. But at the same point in time, I don't like the fitting rooms where you have the actual cloth for the door. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Right? Make sure I can shut that and have some privacy. Yeah right yeah. like you don't need just the cloth for the door i want full-on privacy and that's why i don't understand women's ones too where yeah. they don't have any privacy it's like kind of crazy it's insane. for men it's a little bit more like yeah, right, yeah. i can take my shirt off it's fine but it's fine yeah i don't know how that, i, I, I don't, don't know how know. that's acceptable i don't either but um it's something that needs to be worked on um are, doors that, are those doors that expensive not I mean, if you add up all the costs, probably, I don't know if it's that expensive, but they're probably trying to cut costs somewhere. If they can tell you, hey, the fitting room's in the back and you're not seeing it unless you do try on a fit. Yeah. It's like, whatever, whoever wants to, or you're already back there. You're probably yeah. going to buy the outfit anyways, yeah. right? So they're probably thinking that, if I had to guess. Some of them have that little hook in the middle that you can like seal it off. Oh, yeah. Some of them That's you're great. like, some of them you're like trying to like put it. You're like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I don't care anymore. No, it's it's. I it's, gave up like a minute ago. And it's and this is not us being picky by any means. We're just going over what we think could be better. And and the name of the podcast, Art in a Line, like everything artistic wise that we think could benefit, we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, right. And. That's one aspect that I truly think these stores need to work on. Right? Yeah. Amongst other things. We and I've been to dental practices where you go in the bathroom, there's no mirror oh, or like yeah. there's a tiny mirror. It's like these all relate to like what we see in our yes. own pra clinical practice. Yes. It's like patient has, you know, impression material all over their face. They're going in the bathroom <laughs> to rinse. And it's like the mirror is either really far so they have to reach over to take the impression material off their face yeah. or they got blood on their face yeah. and they can't see the mirror because it's far, small, yes. weird, and broken. You, and you don't I don't have even to, know. And you don't have, like we mentioned this, it's not all about the cost. Just get something the that's functional. 20, buck, 20 bucks from Target. Literally. Just get something bucks. that's functional because it's all about patient experience yeah right we want that, that office design yeah patient experience patient experience we want that office design to be adequate but at the same point in time we need to make sure that whoever goes in there feels comfortable yeah right they want to yeah. be there that's yeah. what it's about you know with louis yeah. vuitton the one thing that i found frustrating hmm. is the fact that not everything's on display sometimes mm, that's another good that kind of makes me mad I didn't think about like that. i'm like i'm like yo where is this tie that i see on your website i'm Why? trying to get this tie but yeah. like where is it at yeah and it'll, it'll be like oh new tie on the website and yeah. then it won't be in like what are we doing they're like oh, okay we have to go get that from the back yeah. or like let me find this special drawer mm -hmm. that has all the ties yeah. it's like why do i have to ask truly so is is that a um 
Is that an inventory issue? Is that a... I think it's a safety issue or mm, a stealing type issue. That's a good point. Because I guess if they had everything just laid out, you have to have people watching that store. No. Yeah. Stop. Which and they already they do. do. Yeah, which they already do, but you really have to be on top of so it. So South Coast Plaza, when they reopened yeah. in, in Costa Mesa, um, you know, I believe, yeah, biggest mall in Southern, uh, Western California. Yeah, I think it it's the third biggest mall in the country. Yeah. It's uh, huge. There's one uh, mall of America in uh, Minnesota mm-hmm. and then King of Prussia Mall in Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. And I think South Coast is third. Yeah. Do you know how long the line was to get into the store oh, man. for LV? I mean, when they reopened, they were limiting the amount of lim- people. Yeah, limiting. I'm going to go with how long you waited. So you have to put your name on a list and then they text you. Really? Three hours. No. I swear. You waited? Three hours. And well, we went and did all the stuff and okay. came back. Like they would text you. So like you got 10 minutes to come back. <laughs> and then come back and then you're allowed to so go. So we went to like different stores and stuff, but three, three hours to get in. Hours. I mean, with the whole COVID protocol, I, I, I understand it. I yeah. get it. Um, but even before they were limiting the amount of people in the store because of safety and safety like, issues but you know if you, you know, me and you can approach people and be like hey you know yeah. cop me this like yes, grab of it course. Yeah. but some people you know they're, they're really passionate about fashion and care about it but like mm-hmm. they got like a little social anxiety to like be like hey show me this show me that yeah. show me this so i think we that's have to a very be- very good point because some people want to go in they don't want to be bothered. Yeah. They don't want to talk to anyone. My brother's like that. He doesn't want to be, he just wants to go and get what he wants and leave. And leave. See, I don't mind so don't talking get in to way. him because in my opinion, it's like, maybe they'll tell you something that's not out there that yeah. you might want. Right. They're like, hey, I like how you like this. Let me tell you what's in the back. Yeah. Right. Like that, I think is a benefit to it as well. But some aren't like that. Some are. Like my brother's like, yo, I want this shirt. I saw it on your website. Where is it Where at? Where is it? Let me get it. Let take, me try my medium and large and see which one I'm I'm most likely take a medium. The, take I'm the out. American Express. Yeah. And, we'll, and we're out of here. Let's um, not talk about it, you know? And I think it just depends on the shopper. But that's part of the store experience thing I'm talking about. Like people who are a little don't like talking to people when they're at the store. Mm-hmm. Are they getting a good store experience at somewhere like Louis Vuitton? Are they better off at H&M? in terms of store experience i like how you think about it because i'm not thinking about it in that manner because your mindset is if they don't want that why force them to go do that yeah right so if they want the h&m quick and easy there should be an outlet for that yeah and that's what h&m's are for yeah that's true right and that's That's what it is for and that's and you need that because you can't all have just lvmhs or lv everywhere Mm -hmm. it'd be too much and i think department stores create a good balance there they do where they have everything out. You don't have to like yeah, literally everything. 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 And this the spacing is usually pretty good. Yeah. Um. You know some. You know Neiman Marcus doesn't have a good as good spacing as like Bloomingdale's yeah. and Nordstrom, but they still do a pretty good job of spacing things out so mm-hmm. that you can like browse without feeling like someone's on top of you. True. Or annoying you. Do you think they have a? There has to be a creative designer, right? That who who looks at the store and they're, they're yeah. hired for that particular reason. Yeah. Okay. And each one has a different design, right? Each one has a different design, but there also should be an overseer saying like, that's not good. And there has to be some consistency among the stores. True. Like certain Bloomingdale's look different than others. Nordstrom's kind of switched up their, their style recently. Yeah. Um, and their, their uh, how they organize the clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they used to have different departments like the rail, this, that. They've mm-hmm. kind of changed that a little bit. But I think there has to be some consistency for them as a company. But we lose that individuality part. But 
in, in general, I feel like they do a good job with the store experience thing versus like LV where they hide a lot of things, but I they have it very pristine and organized mm-hmm. versus H&M. It's a mess, but it's well lit. But it's well lit. Department stores, they do a pretty good job. I guess, yeah, department stores are kind of in the middle right there because they're they're taking kind of best of both worlds, right? And they're trying to put it in a perspective where it's like, yeah, it's well lit and it's somewhat organized, right? They're trying their best. Yeah. Um, you don't feel overwhelmed when you go in there, right? The the worker there is not just hounding you, yeah. right, for this or that. It's a good, it's a decent experience. Let's put it that way. What about uniqueness of store versus completely different every time you go in for example louis vuitton has different designs in different ones different stores right yeah the the benches and stuff that mm-hmm. they put their stuff on is kind of similar in every yeah. store um but i've gone to like many many of them right vegas mm-hmm. la new york being the biggest prominent ones yeah. in paris they all have different like art displays in there and stuff they do versus like let me give you an example of a brand ysl right yeah. saint laurent now when you walk in, it's always the same. It is. It's like the rose right in front of you, the I, shoes on I the wall, like the marble flooring. See, I like that. And the back, they got like the suits. Yeah. It's always the same. I like that. I want to walk in. Have right? some consistency. Consistency. Lighting's fantastic. I walk in. I know what's on my right. I know what's on my yeah. left. I know what's directly in front of me. I don't have to think, oh, where do they hide? Where do they move Where's the women's section? Where's the men's yeah. section? Dude, those like, are the worst. Yeah. I'm like, wait, is this women? Exactly. Like, it's no, like, men's is around the corner, in the corner there. Yeah, it's like the like, creative designer's office rockers. I'm like, what are you doing? Just make it simple, right? Like, I think you like it if they change it a little bit. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I need it. I want to walk in. You know, like how every sell store looks. Yes, I appreciate I like that. that. I, I appreciate, appreciate that because it's like I'm not trying to do math equations to figure out what I want to get. See, department stores, I'm okay with that. But yeah. fashion brands, high fashion brands, yeah, like Louis Vuitton, I like YSL. I expect to like put a little bit more effort. Yeah. Gucci recently has put more effort into they, it. They have, they have, and you know their Rodeo store is really cool. Um, I mean, Rodeo is obviously different because yeah. they just try to spice that up because it's Rodeo. But for sure, um, <laughs> Rodeo's man, it's too much, crazy. yeah, way too much. It's crazy. Um, but but it's interesting that we have that take, you yeah. know, that difference in in store experience and store design and like how it's supposed to look. Yeah, I and also one last point I wanted to bring up, and if you have any more, you can bring up too. Yeah. But you know, some stores you walk in, the product's right in your face. I don't like that. Do you like the ones that are in the back? In, not in the back, but like if I'm if I walk into a store, department, um, high end, your Zara, whatever it may be, even like a Target, if I walk in immediately and I have to jump over a display, yeah. right, to get to the five feet, in, I don't want that. Like have it open. Yeah, I think you're you're causing anxiety when you walk in. If I walk in and there's something right in front Walmart's of me, Walmart's like that. Walmart's it's, like that. Yeah, it's too much. Walmart's all over the place. I get it. Well, you want us to buy your product. I know. But do it in a tasteful manner. Yeah. That's like, all I ask. Like Target always has the express. Uh, the city targets are different, but yeah. the main targets, like you got a little space when yeah. you walk in. You're like, yes. all right, let me get a little air. That's why I love Target. The carts are there. You're like, all right, mm-hmm. I can grab a cart. Yes. But like Walmart, you walk in, you're tripping over a stroller. Like They're selling your stro- strollers at the door. <laughs> you're selling. So you're like, dude, yeah. like, I don't can I kid. walk in? Like, chill. Like, I, I understand what you're trying to do. You you want to put as much in our face as possible because yeah. at the end of the day, it's, it's it's a business. Yeah. Right? They are trying to sell us the product and a lot of it. But the experience is important. It is. It's so important, right? It is. Extremely important. Now, how do you think that translates to office design? 
dental office design. Yeah. So the patient experience. Yeah. The in your face, you know, when you walk in. Yeah. Like, I mean, versus giving patients. It, it, it's funny because um, as you guys may have known, we talked about this last episode, uh, orthodontist here in the Southern California region. And um, office design is crucial. You know, we've we've had the pleasure to work at, you know, some offices, a good amount of offices now um, for a couple years into this. And I will say office design is everything. Patients yeah. notice every little aspect of the office that yeah. you may not think is a big deal. Yeah. Right. Just like we look at our LVMH and we look at Target, we look at our Whole Foods, that patient is looking at our office that way. Yeah. Okay. I agree. So you need to be able to step up the game from that perspective. Yeah. Like, don't short anything. If you think that plant needs to be replaced, replace that plant. Yeah. And we're I smaller scale. Yeah, we're smaller. You know, I can't, ex- I can't afford, a uh, as a small business, I can't afford a, a art display from Virgil. No. I would love to, man. Oh, yeah. It would be great. Oh, hopefully man. in the future. That would be a blessing. <laughs> yeah, hopefully but in the future. Shoot, or Murakami can't make me a yeah. you know, mural in front of my store, uh, OVO store in, in Vegas, in the, in the Wynn Hotel. Yeah. But as a small business, you're right. We have to look at those things. The Absolutely. plant needs replacement. The 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 for me, it's like the signs. It's the signs, yeah. Like the uh, yeah. How do I explain this? Like the advertisements that we put for different brands, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're quote unquote doing Invisalign for yeah for your clear aligners, their ads change once in a while. Yeah, and you just keep these old ads from mm-hmm. like five six years ago. Mm-hmm. They send you new material for free. They do put that stuff up i agree you know don't if i see a magazine from 2019 i know like it's i don't i might notice that but like you said patients will too patients man i'm telling you it's it's patients look at that as laziness so what they're gonna think to themselves if i if i walk into an office and i see the plan is the wilting and the chairs are not that clean or whatever it may be right the walls are nasty the walls are kind of nasty in their head, they're thinking, if this is already happening before I even get some treatment done, what's going on back there? Yeah. Right? How is the product going to be? Like, are my teeth going to be emulating what the aspect of the intro of yeah. this office yeah. is? No, I don't want that. Right? So being that we are in this industry, you know, I, I do think we have a lot to say about it because yeah. um, orthodontics and dentistry is... It's, it's a blessing, right? We've, we're so lucky to be here. But at the same point in time, I do think people need to take a step back and think about the overall product. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Not just, all right, get the patient in and out. Yeah. Because it, it has become that in a way, and it's, yeah. it's unfortunate. Yeah. You know? And also, like, the product, let's say that the clinical product's good, but yeah. the patient experience product isn't good. Like, patients have everything, and they... You know, teeth are straight, looks beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the product is good. And we've seen that with some of our older faculty that oh, yeah. do such good dentistry. But it's like patients, like, yeah, yeah, but I have to wait a lot or like yeah. bedside manners. Yeah, or like bedside manners off. But I love him. And then I'm so happy with my teeth. And it's like, I'm happy that you're happy with your teeth. Mm-hmm. But the experience is nice too. Yes. You know, you want them to have a memorable experience. Yeah. Um, that goes a long way. Because that gives you the internal referrals, that gives yes. you the patients coming back. Yeah. But for me, it's, I think, I mean, we both agree that the patient experience is really important. And I, I think we both agree on this too. It's not so much the price. 
No. It's not like you have to buy the nicest chairs in the world. No, buy no. IKEA chairs. No. We can put together a nice IKEA ensemble for you. Just like clothing, right? Yeah. You and I, yeah. we if if you guys can see what we're wearing right now, we're not dressed to the nines, right? We're yeah. we just put together the piece correctly. Yeah. And that's the same thing with office design. Yeah. Just put the pieces together yeah. correctly. You don't have to buy the Hermes chair. You <laughs> yeah. don't have to you don't have to do yeah. all that. That's honestly going way overboard. Yeah. Because the average patient, they're not gonna know that's yeah. an Hermes chair. Yeah. Just make sure it all flows together. Yeah. Color coordination I've of the that. office. I've gone to offices where it's, I know it's IKEA furniture. Yeah. I know that chair's five bucks. Mm-hmm. But damn, they work they they put it together so nice. So well it looks clean yes the patient's happy to sit in the chair they don't like guess yeah. themselves when uh-huh. they're sitting and keep keep the maintenance down yes. you don't have to put fabric chairs for every no. patient put plastic chairs easy yeah. to clean easy mm-hmm. to wipe that's the kind of yeah. aspects of office design which we, obviously we're going to go into a lot of office design stuff yeah, and, and we're going to have a, a couple guests actually that you know the they're Maybe experts they're or, true on experts of this right they yeah. they are hired to design offices and we'll get yeah. in more into that as time goes on but we really want to stress the importance you know um because we have it from both perspectives yeah. right due to the fact of our profession and due to the fact that we love everything art and design align right and we've been like, a patient before and we've been a patient before yeah, so many the trifecta practice, right yeah. like we've seen it all and i've even gotten from some of my patients you know they'll say um you know this office is a little bit different from whatever it may be right and it's it's definitely a boost and it's it's, it's confidence it makes you happier and it wants makes you want to put more effort into your craft right because the patient is happy about what's going on and that that just goes such a long way like we we're in the service industry Mm -hmm. for the most part right Mm -hmm. we are here to provide a service we want them to walk out and say that was an incredible experience from the standpoint right we want all of that and it it really it i don't know for me personally when the patient says something actually mentions something about it it's nice man it's a good feeling. That feeling. Like, thanks for helping, you know. Oh, and obviously us, dude. it's, it's us is different from the patient experience. Yeah. And we're part of that. Yeah. But I always tell staff members, too, of all offices that I work at, mm-hmm. it's you guys yeah. that really help the patient experience. The oh, first yeah. thing they see, if they see someone grumpy exactly. or annoying. Right. When you walk into that door. Oh, man, they're going to be pissed at me when they get <laughs> to the back. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially if I'm oh, doing gum yeah. surgery yeah, on them yeah, or something happened. else. That's you know, it's for. like. It's like, yeah. I'm about to cut this person's gums open. Like, <laughs> and, you know, and you're already putting him in a yeah. bad mood. All yeah. right. Give him a massage or something. Yeah. You know? Or like, be, be, not, be, be nice. nice dude, just be nice. Yes, for sure. For Say sure. hello. How's your day? And I know each person has a different journey. Sometimes sure. you're having a bad day. We which all have is bad fine. Day. I have bad days too. Which is fine. And you have bad days too. You yeah. wake up. I wake up. Like, sometimes you're like, oh, man. Yeah. But sometimes you got to push through that and realize like every day has a new opportunity. So, yeah. I mean, if uh-huh. you're not going to be successful, in my personal opinion, in a service industry, if you wake up and you, let's say you do sleep poorly and you're having, you're thinking, oh, this is my bad day, and you continue the day that way, oh, you, yeah. you have to put on a face that like, yeah, I'm having a bad day, but I know I have to take care of this patient. And part and of that's it's, all that matters part, at this point. And part of it's having fun with it. Like and enjoying fun, it. yeah. If you love your profession, then you'll do that. Then you'll do that, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's what separates a lot of people. 
yeah. right? And I don't know. It's 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 uh, an ortho's exhausting. We go home, yeah, we're tired. It's tiring, man. You know, when you we talk see, to how many patients are we seeing? Yeah. Like yeah. You're 60, talking to 70 patients a day. Yeah. On and you're talking to different parents and explaining oh, yeah. what's going on with their kid. And it's which, like, which we love. We love that, oh, that experience and talking to these parents. But if and, you talk to 60 kids, people, imagine you're going to be exhausted. 60, 70 yeah. small talk conversations. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right. And it's not like just, no. Nah, chill easy conversation these are detailed serious, serious conversations yeah, parents about want their to know treatment. what's going on with their kids yes as yeah. they should and like and then we want to give as much as possible so it can be exhausting but yeah. if you love it you come every day and you push harder every single day i mean that's yeah. what it's about it's huge that's it you know it's huge has to be all right and now it's time for music, music corner, corner. All right, so let's All do right. this. So as you know, Music Corner, we pick a particular album um, that we've been just playing on repeat over and over again as of late. Mine this week is going to be Drake, Dark Lane, Demo Tapes. This is the most recent, I believe it's the most recent drop by Drake. To me, this is the most prominent album that he's had besides Nothing Was the Same. And that's a lot to say, but this man continues to get better yeah you know that's you can't say that a lot about a lot of other artists this man continues to get better and what i love about it is he's not doing the same exact thing he did on album one he's growing right he's growing tastefully with every, he's tastefully right he's not going he's not outlandish about it he's just making sure that you understand what he's trying to present right it's almost like a subtle reminder and I, I always keep saying that but like his subtle reminders are very important so with that said, I am going to play you a little snippet of my favorite Drake song on Dark Lane demo tapes, which is called Time Block. Yeah, I'm outside in an AMG, right outside, TT, two-turn baby girl, you know me, still with the dolls that I grew beside, all the niggas round. All right, that's clean. Let's just start there. I mean, the guy, the guy truly puts in the effort, right? I mean, yeah, yeah I want to say like he sings, he raps, whatever it may be, but just like taste and design and office design, how much taste was within that song? Yeah. Okay. And that tape, uh, you know, the culmination of songs are just fire. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tootsie Slide, I think was forced a little bit to try to get forced. some TikToks. Yeah. Um, but plays. you have to do that. You right? have to. To get it uh, out it's there. Getting one or two songs, but... Um, I'm going to play actually one of the songs on that album as well. Nice. I'm going to pick another album after this, but... Okay. And at some point, we're going to have our... Uh, you know, when we have our Drake pod, we're going to probably rank the albums, each yeah, of us. That, and that's going to be... That going It's going to be war. No uh, yeah. pun intended. <laughs> yeah, we're going to play war right now, actually, off this uh, album. So, I was doing dinner go. with TZ. I didn't trust no one, so I got limey because got too greasy. Miko never moved Nike, sweatsuit Nike, sweatsuit DG. If man get beaky, ring, ring, call up GG, do him up neatly. Just to look up to a man so like seeing the kind of progress as an artist like that's crazy and this video wow. is like if you want to go search this yeah, video, video that video in the snow is like I mean, next level yeah so again tasteful uh different um a lot of people say drake you know bites people's styles uh bites you know he bites uh you know english rap and da 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 but he does it better than them so it's like it's one of those things where he's taking a style that he loves mm -hmm. and he puts respect on it you know on on one of his previous albums, I believe it was More Life, he had gigs and 
Sampha and others yeah. on the album with those styles. He had gigs on two songs, like mm-hmm. amazing songs, right? Mm-hmm. No Long Talk, KMT, which KMT was amazing. Yeah. So he's had those artists that he respects. Yeah, he, I don't want to say steals the style, but he like uses that style, but he just makes it better, man. He like, makes it better. War is insane. Just the way he's like rapping, it's like out of control. And yeah. what you just said about making it better, okay? You can steal a style, but if you don't make it better, the masses aren't going to actually yeah. listen to it. Yeah. So yes, he may take a style and make it his own. Yeah. But the reason why he's so popular is that people listen to that style that he's supposedly taken and thought to themselves, wow, that's that may be better than the original. And he makes it, and he gives popularity to those guys. He'll yes. he'll shout them out, yeah. and you know, another he just he just able to adapt that style and make it better tory lanes does a really good job like people always say like oh tory's copying a bunch yeah. of songs but he makes it better too mm-hmm. he just makes the song so good that uh, but he doesn't give respect like drake does to the other art forms because drake's a bigger artist and he kind of has to do that of course to, as you should yeah right? you, should. you take you care should. of those people as and they've you inspired you so you make that song you shout them out or have them on the actual song itself yeah and go from there and those individuals, they deserve that credit too. Yeah. And that goes a long way. Yeah. Right? I agree. Um, for my album, uh, I've been listening to this song, for, uh, this album for a while, but I got back into it like a what week ago. <laughs> um, Colores by J Balvin. Oh. <laughs> so. You know, I was wait. Honestly, I thought you would have thrown a J Balvin on us the first episode. I had to, I had to wait on him. You <laughs> so know, I had to give it I'm to him episode two. This long? Episode two, man. Okay, I, I like okay. to wait a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm a big J Balvin fan. Yes. Uh, my most played artist last year, according to my Apple Music uh, round go. out at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Listened to a lot of J Balvin. And this album, you know, came out right before, I believe, the quarantine time. Yeah. February, March. And oh, man, it just took off. And he had a video for almost every song. Actually, maybe even every song. I think he did. Which is really cool. Yeah. And that was fun. Um, Greece is my favorite one on the album. I want to play a snippet of that nice. in a second, but I want to talk a little bit about the album. Ten songs, all different colors, and he just took the the concept of Colores and to another level. He made it his own, right? Um, like, he had the you know album art cover, which yeah. is from Murakami. Uh, and another artist we got to speak about at oof, some point. Murakami is another topic. He also had a chain with Ben Bowler that he made um, in collaboration with Murakami. Yeah. And that that chain was just insane. Um, so he's he takes you know the art form to another level. Yeah, and is able to reinvent himself every album. And he has a lot of backing, obviously. Like we've always talked about, like those big artists, they have backing. So uh-huh. that's what makes them popular, makes them big. Um, and now he has his collaboration, as we discussed last podcast, with uh, McDonald's. So he's you know, taking it to the next level. He's he's as he should solidifying himself as like. The big Spanish artist, yeah, right? Should, yeah. Him, you know, Bad Bunny. At some point, we had to talk about J Balvin, Bad Bunny, and what they bring to the table, yeah. right? If you are a Bad Bunny, J Balvin fan, because I mean, I like them both, but at the same point in time, there's people I know who are like, no, Bad Bunny's 10 times better. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. So at some point, we got to speak upon that. I think they're both great. Um, and I think that's a big topic. Yeah, and it's also a big topic, also topic. about, and I think we can discuss this at some point too, is rap as an art form mm-hmm. and spanish music as an art form mm. you know reggaeton how they a lot of them support each other they're on each other's features all the time yeah um 
rap music is kind of a competitive art form. So like we can talk about like the difference between those Spanish artists always together. I mean, Bad Bunny and J Balvin point. made an album together. Yeah, I don't see a Kendrick J Cole album. I don't see a Kendrick Drake album. No, they speak upon it, but it never happens. It never happens. They talk about the collaborations. More it never happens. right now, rap's doing it more than ever, and Atlanta does it the best. Yeah. we have a podcast topic. We'll speak upon, and that is that's one of Atlanta's our topics. Rap. Atlanta, Atlanta rap, rap scene. I mean, and how they support each other. You know, yeah. Young Thug, Future, mm -hmm. at Twenty One. All these guys are on yeah. songs together. Little Baby. But not New York doesn't do it. No, LA is LA better. Tries, but tries. New York never. No, of course it's a it's a heated battleground. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's gonna be an interesting topic as well to discuss with yeah. the Bad Bunny conversation. Like, for sure. we talk about their differences, mm -hmm. but they love each other. They have an album together. Exactly. And they don't even think of it as a competition. No, we do. It's a mutual respect, and also they know for a fact that they can help each other. Yeah right and which is how it should be and they different, have different populations yeah. as well but yeah you're right we do look at it as a competition when they probably don't they don't care no they love it they're all featured on each other's yeah, songs and, and that's, that's how it should be collaboration is yeah. key and if you guys can both succeed like why not and that's why reggaeton or whatever you want to call it as an art form has progressed so much yeah in the early days with daddy yankee and stuff exactly, you know them, daddy yankee and wisin and yandel didn't really Did like not. collab as much yeah now all these guys are collaboring it's you know it's, azuna it's, it's all these guys it's the elevating profile. the art form yeah, yeah big time so um yeah i mean i can think of every artist having a song with another person you know jay balvin has a song with maluma he has a song with azuna he has bad yeah. bunny he has all the guys archangel all of them so i'm gonna play one of the songs grease let's do it yeah so yeah. it's just the rhythm yeah the rhythm is beautiful the rhythm beautiful alone music. the beat if, if that doesn't put a smile on your face yeah, i don't yeah. know what will make you dance yes I don't, I, don't I don't i mean to me that's that's just such a feel-good song it's great you know it's great you gotta love it but yeah listen to that great album um you know, it pulled me through the quarantine yeah. or the major quarantine. Major we're still quarantine. in semi-quarantine. We're still in it. Hopefully but over soon. Hopefully over soon. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of episode two. Longer episode. Great episode. Mm -hmm. Talked about a lot of things. Thank you all for tuning in again. You can find us again on all social media platforms with the moniker at Art and Align. And via email, artandalign at gmail.com. Absolutely. Until next time, stay safe, be healthy, change the game, respect on everyone's name. I'll see you guys soon. Thank you, guys.